is Radio Health Journal. I'm Nancy Benson. This week, how a severe emotional shock can sometimes be fatal. We don't know that this is stress cardiomyopathy at initial presentation. It looks just like a heart attack, and we treat it like that until we know otherwise. Proof that people can die of a broken heart when Radio Health Journal returns. I'm Reed Pence, the producer and host of Radio Health Journal. If you like listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. Everything from school lunch programs to technology to where they're going to locate schools, all of that is based on people answering their census and us knowing that you're out there. Don't forget to fill out your census form this spring. Then... What addiction involves, actually, is a disease of those systems that control your decision-making. So it's a disease of decision-making. Why is it that some people can reach sobriety and others can't? I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in-depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. Listen to Radio Health Journal and Viewpoints on your favorite radio station. And subscribe and listen anytime on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Health Journal. The movie blockbuster of the holiday season was The Rise of Skywalker, the latest film in the Star Wars franchise. It contains scenes with Princess Leia, played by Carrie Fisher, which were actually shot three years ago, before she died of a heart attack. Fisher's mother, actress Debbie Reynolds, was grief-stricken when her daughter died and passed away herself the very next day. Reynolds' son, Todd Fisher, says she died of a broken heart. You hear about those kind of deaths occasionally. Spouses who've been inseparable for 50 years may die just hours apart. And you may wonder, is it possible to literally die of a broken heart? The answer is yes. The prevalence of this is sobering. Maybe we're recognizing it more, but about 1% of heart attack-like presentations is stress cardiomyopathy. And that's not insignificant. That's Dr. Tracy Stevens, a cardiologist at St. Luke's Mid-America Heart Institute in Kansas City. She says stress cardiomyopathy is only rarely fatal, but it's still a real condition that most people call broken heart syndrome. Often the scenario is in a person who hasn't had any history of heart problems and really has been pretty healthy, no risk factors that traditionally lead to buildup of plaque in the artery. What is a common part of their history is this person has had a recent severe stress. And interestingly, far more common is it women than men. It's not unheard of in men, but it's far more common in women. Often these women show up in the emergency room with symptoms that are just like a heart attack. It can be chest discomfort, shortness of breath, jaw, arm, pain between the shoulder blades. So really Very commonly, it's the traditional heart attack symptoms. Their EKG, the electrocardiogram, can look abnormal, just like in a heart attack. 
We often measure a blood test, a heart enzyme test that's a marker for a heart attack called the troponin. And often in this stress cardiomyopathy presentation, the troponin's up as well. So we don't know that this is stress cardiomyopathy at initial presentation. It looks just like a heart attack, and we treat it like that until we know otherwise. Stephen says doctors figure it out when they try to find the assumed blockage in heart arteries and come up with nothing. When we're concerned that this person is presenting with a heart attack due to a blockage in one of the coronary arteries or multiple coronary arteries, which are like the gas lines to our engine, our heart, what we often do is emergently take them to the cardiac catheterization lab where we perform a coronary angiogram or commonly called a heart catheterization. We inject dye into the coronary arteries. And in a good old America-type heart attack where it's plaque, buildup and clots that often need a stent or sometimes bypass, if that's present, then that's not stress cardiomyopathy. How we learn this could be stress cardiomyopathy is by first, this heart catheterization shows the coronary arteries are fine, that there's no blockages there, cutting off flow to the heart muscle. Doctors then do an ultrasound of the heart. If it's broken heart syndrome, they'll see that the heart's main pumping chamber isn't working right. The appearance of the left ventricle with stress cardiomyopathy is a very often classic appearance where just the base of the heart is contracting, but the rest towards the apex balloons out. And so the strength of the heart fails in this scenario. And that's how we make that diagnosis. Long term, that can turn into heart failure. However, Stephen says most patients recover. We treat it with rest, reassurance, and close follow-up. Because there's been a severe stress on the heart, we often think of one or two medications that help take the stress off the heart. One family is the beta blockers. They block the adrenaline effect in part to the heart muscle, which allows recovery. As you follow these patients, their EKG has this really interesting transition to turning very abnormal to then going back to becoming normal. And then if we were to follow the ultrasound of this person's heart, the heart recovers pretty quickly and often well within a month, and it's back to functioning normally. But how can emotion turn into heart attack symptoms in the first place? Doctors believe that broken heart syndrome is a result of the heart being stunned by stress hormones soon after a traumatic event. One of my colleagues just had a lady who was out walking her dog, and the dog got caught in a raccoon trap. And that severe stress from not being able to help her pet brought on these symptoms. I just had a lady who was driving down emergently to see her sister who wasn't doing well, and while driving had the onset of symptoms. Another lady's husband had sudden death, and at the service, she had the onset of symptoms. And it doesn't have to just be emotional stress. It can be physical stress. I just had a young woman who had her gallbladder out and in the recovery room had the onset of heart attack-like symptoms. However, broken heart syndrome isn't really a heart attack, but there's one other way a strong emotional shock can produce those symptoms. That's when the flood of hormones prompts a genuine heart attack. 
We know with stress, if there's plaque in our arteries, the adrenaline can rupture plaque, and then that can cause the good old America heart attack. And the only way we know if it's that or this broken heart syndrome is when we do the coronary angiogram or the heart catheterization to lay out the roadmap in those coronary arteries. Perhaps that's what's at work this time of year to produce annually high rates of what doctors call holiday heart attacks and Merry Christmas coronaries. Anytime there's strong emotion, it's a risk. Sports fans may experience it, too, if they live and die with their teams. Stevens says she saw it a few years ago when the playoff fortunes of her hometown Kansas City Royals turned on a single play. I was on the ICU service at that time. That evening, we had a disproportionate number of people coming in with heart attacks, true America heart attack obstruction of the arteries due to plaque, who in each one, they said their symptoms began following that wild card game and that pivotal play. So it wasn't that the Kansas City Royals caused plaque buildup, but the surge of adrenaline that went through the bloodstream when there was plaque present ruptured the plaque and caused the heart attack. And we can see that in community disasters, earthquakes, tornadoes, hurricanes, a disproportionate number of people coming into the ER with heart attacks that are due to plaque rupture. Doctors are much more aware of stress cardiomyopathy than they used to be, but no one can assume heart attack symptoms are due to one type or another. The advice is still the same. Call 911 immediately. Our studio producer is Jason Dickey. I'm Nancy Benson. Radio Health Journal returns in just a moment. 2019 was a year of important discoveries about Alzheimer's disease and other dementias. Making news this year, researchers learned that Alzheimer's risk genes are different in men and women. This could help explain why two-thirds of people living with Alzheimer's are women. Other studies in 2019 found that vision and hearing loss may increase dementia risk, especially when both sensory impairments are present. There are also new discoveries about lifestyle. According to Dr. Keith Fargo, Director of Scientific Programs and Outreach at the Alzheimer's Association. A healthy diet and regular exercise are good for your overall physical health. But researchers have also found that they can reduce your risk for cognitive decline and dementia. These healthy habits, along with things like cognitive stimulation, may even help people who are at high risk due to their genes. Researchers say a simple blood test to detect Alzheimer's earlier is on the horizon. And two recent announcements have increased hope for new Alzheimer's drug treatments. To learn more about Alzheimer's research and how you can participate, visit ALZ.org. Of the 358 million people who live with asthma worldwide, it is estimated that 10% have severe asthma. People with severe asthma struggle to control their symptoms, like chest tightness or difficulty breathing, despite treatment. Some severe asthma cases may be caused by increased levels of a white blood cell called an eosinophil, which can be determined by a simple blood test. Many may not realize their asthma is considered severe and continue to live with symptoms. Tanya Winders is the president and chief executive officer of the Allergy and Asthma Network. So many of us take the simple act of breathing for granted. As an advocate and mother of children with asthma, I have seen how the condition disrupts everyday life. Many with severe asthma live in fear of being unable to breathe or their next attack, which can be terrifying and fatal. Each attack puts patients at greater risk of another. If you're not able to control your asthma, speak with a doctor to learn about treatment options. For more information about severe asthma, visit allergyasthmanetwork.org. This spot has been sponsored by GSK. 
What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it, you could junk it, or you can donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-835-1478. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to over 50 locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now. Call 1-800-835-1478. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher for donating. Call now, 1-800-835-1478. That's 1-800-835-1478. Thank you for listening to Radio Health Journal, a production of MediaTracks Communications. If you enjoyed this broadcast, please support our show by subscribing, sharing it with a friend, and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. You can find more Radio Health Journal stories about health, science, and technology on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and RadioHealthJournal.net. Also, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Radio Health Journal. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. It's stacked against people who are overwhelmed by circumstance. When someone gets a bill, they freeze. They're overwhelmed. They don't know what to do with it. It becomes something they'll put aside. Why nearly a quarter of Americans have medical bills they can never hope to pay. Then how concussions can smolder for years without ever being diagnosed. Mild traumatic brain injuries are a significant, major cause of mental illness, and nobody knows about it. All that and more on Radio Health Journal.